0: Welcome to this week's edition of Flashback Friday, your opportunity to get some good review by listening to episodes from the past that Jason has handpicked to help you today in the present and propel you into the future. Enjoy. This show is produced by the Hartman Media Company. For more information and links to all our great podcasts, visit HartmanMedia.com. Welcome to the Creating Wealth Show. This is your host, Jason Hartman, with episode number 854. And I am doing something I have never done before. One time on a prior episode, I was on the plane recording an entire episode on Southwest Airlines. And now I'm doing something different today. We are actually at the JHU, Jason Hartman University, live event in Oklahoma City. And I am walking back with a couple of our wonderful attendees. They agreed to come on the podcast. Last night when we were at dinner. So let's uh, introduce yourselves and tell us where you're from. I'm David Nelson. I uh, live in
2: Folsom, California, and currently.
0: Right by Folsom Prison, where Johnny Cash did his yeah, famous fabulous. concert, right? right? Exactly, yes. Fabulous place. Okay, and...
1: Gina Nelson, and a wife of 21 years here. He forgot to mention that I was married to him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Good stuff. Well, we are walking along here, uh, walking back from lunch to the hotel to continue the day. What got you interested in real estate investing? Yeah, so Gina
2: and I have been looking at doing something different uh, after becoming entrepreneurs in the business side. And because we began to realize that the, the societal norm of working 40 hours a week for 40 years and putting all your money into an IRA, which you'd have very little control of, didn't make any sense to us anymore. Uh, so we decided that we needed to take more control of our lives and, and, and in the form of investing in real estate and do something different, wealth building. And it's it's not something that uh, we would have done uh, a, even a year earlier. So the timing was perfect for us uh, when, when Khan introduced us to it. And then uh, we bought a first property in Atlanta, Georgia, and, and that's worked out great. We bought several in Memphis, and we have a couple in Ohio. But anyway, it's... when did
0: you buy the first one?
2: The first one we bought April 2016. Okay. Yeah, that was that was great, and uh, so it, it really, like I said, and, and what's really really critical is that I loved. I found out that I really, I really love the business side. I really love the analysis of of looking at real estate and and making those decisions and running the numbers and keeping track and and about to use property tracker for that and and it but that I found out that that was really something I was passionate about it's it's I haven't been really passionate about something work you know income related in years so this has been a really a different different mindset shift for us
0: That's fantastic. Well, you know, since you're a couple, do you sort of divide up the work? Do you have different areas of interest when it comes to real estate investing?
1: Huh. Well, Dave has really been kind of spearheading all of the real estate. I've learned a lot just from him, but I got to come out um, to Ohio to your Ohio property tour, and that's when I got to actually go beyond just listening to your podcast and actually see you in person and and um, and really learn so much more. Um,
0: well, and don't forget the highlight—you met Coco then, that's right? Correct. Yeah, that's yeah, correct. That's the dog. Um,
1: and you know, we just fell in love with the area, with the property managers, and um, and then the trust of being able to to look at this as a as an idea of, of investing became so much more of a of a Real reality for us. Again, we both were corporate rats, we're, you know, got master's degrees and have done what our parents taught us to do, which was invest and put more than 75% of our assets in, you know, IRAs and in the stock market. And um, as we started reading books and educating ourselves and listening to Jason's podcasts, we realized that that wasn't necessarily going to get us where we wanted to go. We were watching our investments just completely go the opposite direction, and um, and so this became much more exciting, and um, and it kind of open the lid of what was possible, um, for retiring earlier and being able to just really have a portfolio that's completely different than I'd say 90% of the folks that have been in our life. I mean, they, they think we're crazy. They, they don't, they're not really even can't get their heads around this concept of what we're doing
0: because they're all putting all their money into their 401k right. and just doing that traditional wall street thing that we've all been conned into doing. Right. right? Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. So in terms of investing and you know, how you feel good about it now, do you, Do you feel really good that you have more control over your life now? Does it feel that way?
1: Yeah, I think so, Um, definitely. But before, there was no end to the corporate race for us. It was just keep working, keep working. And if we hit 65 and we're healthy enough, hopefully we have enough to retire on. And, um, And that was putting all the trust in somebody else. Um, And so being able to be around like-minded people, um, see how they were investing, see the tax benefits, all the things that we've learned, I mean, absolutely have 100% more control than we used to have.
0: Yeah, this is what it's all about, folks. Be a direct investor. Commandment number three: Thou shalt maintain control. It's a very, very powerful. If for no other reason than it just feels good. If if the returns were as low and crappy as they were on Wall Street, I'd still rather be in the real estate investment business because you know at least you're in control and you don't feel like you've relinquished your future to somebody else with a uh, with an ulterior motive. So, what what other things would you like to tell people about your investments or? your your philosophy or approach to real estate investing.
2: Yes, I'd love to hit that one. Um, what I've learned is, is you like to mention be area agnostic as one of your commandments and that. I love that. I like to look at this as also be, when it comes to real estate investing, be age agnostic. Who cares what age you are? You can start doing this at 19 like you did. You could start doing this in your 20s. You can start doing it in your 50s. Mm-hmm. I started in my 50s.
0: I'll tell you, our oldest client is 86 years old when he started. So now he's <laughs> awesome. got to be about 93. And um, and he's a retired awesome. doctor and just wanted to build a portfolio for his grandchildren. I mean, I wish I, wish I had a grandfather like that, but oh well. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's never too late to start. And um, the deals, of course, are never as good as they were in the past. You know, you always have to buy something that has good value and wait for it to play out but that's i love what you said about the age thing that was very good
2: yeah um and i you know it's it's really uh it's really kind of morphed into our children starting to pay a lot more attention my son uh, at 19 i you know he's starting to listen to, actually my son started listening to your podcast oh, that's great <laughs> so and he's 19 and he like bought his first vehicle with cash he's he and i explained to him about how you know, he listened to you. He knows what good debt is. Yeah. You know, consumer Versus debt's bad. 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 Yeah, right. You know, but uh, so he's, I, you know, he's on his road. I said, if you get out of, you get in your 20s with your first property, kind of like Brandon's doing.
0: Uh, Brandon Brian, is one of our Venture Alliance members and clients who's here at the event.
2: Right, so, yeah. and he's a military guy too.
0: Yeah, and he's now thirty, and he's got uh, I think seven properties. Yep. Yeah.
2: and if you do that, you he'll be. A, I told him you'll be a multi-millionaire. You'll, you'll have a million, several million dollars in assets by the time you're in your thirties, and doing it methodically and doing the daily disciplines and doing it and never and not quitting and and learning and actually learning, like you you said, Jason, is you know we didn't have analysis of paralysis or paralysis of analysis, I should say, when we started this process. We I, I listened to podcasts for about. A month, and I said, "What the heck?" I started learning on my first job with Sarah. She was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she guided me counselor. as our investment counselor, yeah. Sarah Liskey. She was phenomenal. And um, and then with like uh, uh, Michelle Hawkins and people like that, we met, and Stephen Lockwood and those guys. They they helped us open our eyes to, you know, taking money out of our actually putting less money on our 401 case to where the company matches only to that benefit and putting the rest aside for buying more real estate. So that's what we've done. It's, It's been fantastic.
0: Excellent, excellent story. Okay, so now we are on Northeast 2nd Street here in Oklahoma City. Which way do we go to get back to the Aloft Hotel where where we have to finish up the afternoon? Uh, by the way, I'll just tell you, I'll, I'll sort of interrupt the flow of the uh, your story and your case study for just a moment and say that at lunch here today, we played the Portfolio Builder game that we do at the JHU events. Let's cross the street here. And uh, how do you like this, folks? This is a very homespun podcast. We're talking about crossing the street on the show. The Portfolio Builder Game requires people to break into teams and take a uh, a batch of properties, 10 properties. It gives them a budget of, in this case today, we play it different each time, but today it was $150,000 and a limit of five uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac conventional loans. And then you have to optimize it for different things. For example, buying the most real estate, right? The biggest portfolio. You have to optimize it for the best cash flow, optimize it for geographical diversification, for ease of management. Uh, So there are several optimization strategies. And that's one one of the sort of frustrating questions I get asked over the years all the time is, you know, well, just tell me the best properties to buy and I'll buy them. Right. But you can't do it that simply because it depends what you're looking for as an investor and what you want to optimize for right so yeah what other thoughts do you have just uh anything you want to share
2: i just wanted to say one thing before gina grabs uh, I, I she let me tell you how critical this is is having some a support system not including jason Hartman university folks but my, my my amazing spouse has been the biggest supporter of mine and biggest encourager and i wouldn't have been able to do it without her so she is uh by barn on the the biggest impact in my life. So
1: well to kind of piggyback on that, I just was gonna say that the whole idea of the support team is huge because we didn't know anything about real estate. We were not realtors, we just you know we were just homeowners. And so the whole idea of investing was really foreign to us, and so you know, even to sit with this group that we've been with today and do this project over lunch was just really eye-opening to have different minds kind of putting their input in and telling us, oh, no, we got to look at this variable, or no, let's look at this variable instead, and all of that was just really um, very helpful for me to kind of look at the portfolios and go, okay, now, now what are we looking for in the next five properties?
0: Excellent. So as we board the elevator, this is like a we're giving you the visual tour here <laughs> as we push the up button on the elevator and that's what this is about, moving up in life. So it's a good metaphor, you know. <laughs> we're upward bound with real estate investments. But yeah, you know, uh, the the point of that portfolio builder game is there's not really a right or wrong answer. It just makes everybody think and I think that's that's the point of it. So it'll be interesting when we get back in the room to have everybody talk about each team leader will present which properties they chose and why. So both of you are believers in higher education. Well, I think you are. At least you did the higher education route. You both have master's degrees. You've heard me criticize the college conspiracy a lot on the show, of course, because, and I don't think education is bad by any means. I think it's wonderful. I just think it's massively overpriced. But there is a way to combat that and um, using income property investments to fund higher education for your kids, right? Tell us what you both do for your occupation and and then uh, talk about that strategy, if you would.
1: Well, I'm a clinical social worker. I work for Kaiser and the palli- as a palliative care social worker. And on the side, I have a side business, and I'm a health coach.
0: Fantastic. So you probably see some some pretty difficult experiences in your business in palliative care, I bet.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and it's, you know, and, and it's like everything, like every corporate job. It's a, a commute every day and, and, a, and a long day um, emotionally. And, and, and the mindset is very different in that environment than when I'm around People that are investors and are really looking at building wealth for themselves in the future.
0: Right. More a more positive environment. Absolutely
1: yeah. more positive. You know, a lot more exciting. And uh, people don't understand when I say I'm going to retire at 45 next year. They go, What do you mean by that? And I said, Well, you know, we have a plan. We have a plan. Um, you know, I, I believe in higher education. Absolutely. I've got my master's degree, and I want our kids to go to school. But at the same time, we have some so many friends whose kids have come out and had $200,000 in student loans, and and we needed to have a, a solution and a plan for how we were going to help pay for that so they didn't end up like that.
0: That is excellent. That is excellent. Okay, what do you do?
1: Uh,
2: I'm actually in the computer science field. I got a computer science degree uh, back in the 80s. Um, And I, you know, to piggyback on what Gina was saying, um, I've been an IT supervisor for years uh, in the healthcare field. Uh, But, you know, and, and was planning on doing that into my 60s and, and living off our great 401ks. God knows what those would have done. Um, but now what we've, we're really looking hard at is, with what Gina was saying, with so many people graduating with literally six figures in debt and higher and mid-six figures. It's crazy. Uh, we said we are not going to allow that to happen to our youngest daughter. So what we've decided to do was we've been building our, uh, our portfolio and looking, not, looking at cash flow really probably harder than maybe some of the other metrics. Although we look at cash on cash, we look at, we look at ROI. But we're really looking at that as we will get 10 doors and have uh, $36,000 in cash flow uh, for the year, an annual obviously. And that will pay for my daughter's college. So that, that was, that was our, that's our plan right now and we're well on our way to doing that.
0: Congratulations! That is awesome. That is totally awesome. Good for you guys. That that's fantastic. You know, one of the things that's been I think interesting to people here is that we you know we talk about income property and how it produces a multi-dimensional return on investment, unlike many other assets that are either one or two dimensional at the most. Income property is multi-dimensional, and a lot of this return on investment is sort of like the iceberg it's below the surface of the water and you don't necessarily see it unless you know how to really think about it and analyze it and I think that's been I don't know if that was an aha moment for you this weekend but it has been for other people I know because they've told me and you mentioned that cash flow is just one of them so you know it's it, there are there are many metrics you need to look at and understand as a real estate investor what do you think about that? iceberg concept, like most of the iceberg being below the water when it applies to income property.
1: You know, I, I learned well. I, I've always learned something at one of these events, but um, but I think for for me, you know, again, the it's changing the mindset of the, the corporate. You know, you're just going to go one way, and um, and I you know we were getting killed in taxes, um, being six digit salary folks. Um, you know, on the W twos, we just had no other way to diversify and 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 find you know other options. So so being able to have the property and and learn about depreciation and inflation, deflation, all these things. I mean, it's it's been really mind boggling to me to just see how valuable it has been for us as we've collected more properties and, and really diversified our portfolio. It's changed our financial situation drastically.
0: Yeah, that that is excellent that it has, but it is, uh, it's so true. That typical corporate thing, it'll just leave you poor, It's so sort of simplistic. Do this basket of stocks, your 401k, blah, blah, blah. And um, it's so unfair, too, because earned income, you know, you've both got six figure plus salaries Mm -hmm. and earned income is taxed at the highest rate. And it's the hardest job, too, right, to do the typical corporate job. It's unfair from two perspectives. So, you know, breaking free of that is definitely what we're here to help people do. And I love how you have a plan. And you're really talking about, like, uh, you know, like Fernando said before, the Financial Independence Day, right?
1: Right. Well, you know, what I was going to say, just also, I forgot to say, you know, we live in California. So we live in a very cyclical market. And so, um, you know, one of the things that's been the greatest value for us being exposed to Jason Hartman has been just to understand what a linear versus a cyclical market looks like. And, um, and for, you know, some of our friends that flip houses and try to time the market and all that, you know, that was something that we never were, you know, we weren't real estate people and we didn't have a clue how to do that or to actually do that well. And, um, so having something in the, you know, more, you know, linear environment has been very helpful for us to be able to pick those things up and diversify and not feel like we had to come out with, you know, $400,000 to buy a house because, some of the other areas have been more affordable for us, and, and yet they're all producing positive cash flow, which has been amazing.
0: Yeah. So, just for those of you who don't know, uh, Folsom, where they live, is up by Sacramento, California. Mm-hmm. A very hot real estate market, very cyclical, um, very expensive now at this part of the cycle, but yeah, that'll change. I promise. <laughs> There's always a cycle, and um, uh, you know you could you could risk it all on one flip. I mean, you know, because the properties are so expensive and, you know, like you said, having to put $400,000 down to buy a property, that's just a real risky deal. If you time that flip wrong, that could ruin you, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, to piggyback
2: on that, we, I mean, it's like an example of that we had a $500,000 house that was not fixed up in our neighborhood, a 3-2, 1,700 square foot. I mean, what I mean, where's the where's the basis for that supporting that value? It, it's, it's, it's there it's, isn't one. Yeah, so so to, that's why we were and what what we're doing now by building this wealth in real estate is we're also decreasing our exposure in the stock market at the same time because I took a look at this in, in February of 2016 and I, I said 80 over 80 percent of Gina and my. Our personal wealth was in the real estate market. I said or stock market I'm sorry, I'm sorry stock market thank you for that was in the stock market and I said we have very little control over that and thou shalt maintain control. so we've really been working hard this past year to responsibly divest ourselves of that where we can. and so you know I took one of my uh, previous employer pensions, cashed it in and bought two houses with it and it's like that because I I have control of that asset and I'm not looking at some fund manager who wants to make his bonus and doesn't care what happens to us, be, be at the mercy of them. So yeah,
0: and and since the subject of timing came up, you probably either by uh, accident or on purpose are timing that fairly well because the stock market is looking very overvalued at the moment.
2: Absolutely, I and mean, what I you know yeah, and our our corporate related four hundred one ks we can't. We really can't do a whole lot about right now we're doing everything we can to maximize it without throwing any more money than we have to in it but i i've moved like a court like a bunch of my money into guaranteed returns because i know the crash is coming and everybody else says it is we just don't know when so i'm going to minimize the damage that can happen there and then when i can get at it i'm going to take that money and it's going to go into real estate yeah.
0: Excellent point. Excellent point. Well, we got to wrap it up. In case the listeners haven't noticed, we're back in the room where uh, where people are meeting, and you're probably hearing some chit chat and laughter in the background as we uh, uh, come back from lunch here and reconvene. But just any final thoughts? You know, maybe just a final thought from either of you. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. It's always listeners love hearing these stories yeah. of real people that are doing it rather than me talking about it in theory. You know, right? I mean, mine is practice too, but it's so nice when you hear different perspectives you know certainly so so uh just wrap it up with any uh, final thought
2: i have a quick one here and if if you're you know out there and you're you don't know where to start get a mentor uh every every bit of success i've had in 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 business and in corporate i've found a mentor jason hartman is an amazing mentor he's transparent everybody i've met through his organization has been transparent and honest and ethical and it you I, they, they, they tell you about the exposures up front you know, it's, it's on you you're, you're going to have to learn how to do this there's going to be things that can happen that you can't control but finding that mentor is crucial and we found, uh, we found it here and we're, we plan on being in this for very many years to come
1: well, and just for us, I mean, it's, it's listening to podcasts, educating yourself, um, and not getting stuck so much in the details of all the education, because at some point you have to pull the trigger and, um, and take a little bit of a risk, which was, you know, kind of out of our comfort zone. But when you do that in, a, in an environment with a whole, you know, with a team like Jason has, you feel much more comfortable with it. The risk seems less than it would be of us just being completely on our own. And, um, and it's been just an amazing journey um, of growth, personal growth for us, um, you know, to really kind of open the lid of what's possible.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I will just wrap it up with a a quote. Well, two of my favorite quotes. The one I shared this morning is that Zen saying, to know and not to do is to not yet know. Like you said, you have to pull the trigger, and you just got to do things and figure it out as you go and iterate and change course as you go. But the other one I thought was a really great quote too, and it's I hope I don't mess this up because it's just from memory, but it basically goes something like, successful people make decisions quickly, as as soon as all the facts are available and change them very slowly, if ever. Unsuccessful people make decisions very slowly and change them often. And I think that's just, critical. You know, those two quotes are exactly what you said. One more thing I want to mention for you listeners, go to jasonhartman.com slash contest. This is a new thing, so listen up. Uh, jasonhartman.com slash contest. There is one product that I think is probably the best product Apple has come out with in the last five years, and that is the Apple AirPods, those little wireless earphones, and I absolutely love those things. There's like a six-week wait to get them. I bought a pair for myself waited six weeks for it to come they came I've been using them for a couple of months now and I'll tell you you talk about education a lot if you want to be able to listen to more podcasts and education more easily those AirPods are phenomenal it's amazing when you cut the cord how convenient it becomes and so I bought one of those uh, to give to our audience so uh, jasonhartman.com slash contest enter the contest there and just answer a couple quick questions and we'll put your name in and we will raffle those off to one lucky listener so that's it for now and we will talk to you on Wednesday for the next episode. Thanks for listening and happy investing. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. Be sure to check out the show's specific website and our general website hartmanmedia.com for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Remember that guest opinions are their own and if you require specific legal or tax advice or advice in any other specialized area, please consult an appropriate professional and we also very much appreciate you reviewing the show. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio or whatever platform you're using and write a review for the show. We would very much appreciate that and be sure to make it official and subscribe so you do not miss any episodes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.